You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 68. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. <laughs> Hi. And uh, we are going to get into a little bit of a, a serial episode. We do a lot more movie reviews these days, and we haven't really been attending as many cons as we'd like to, but um, there were a couple of uh, things that came up over the past week or so that uh, we wanted to go over. Um, so... We're going to talk a little bit about uh, MoviePass, a little bit about Amazon and their marketplace, and then move on to some of the casting decisions that uh, have been made by DC, as well as some assessments about like DC and maybe why they're not doing so well. And then we'll kind of wrap it up with a little bit of Marvel um, related to uh, Black Panther. So um, for the first story, we actually got this from Yahoo, and it had to do with MoviePass and blackouts and anti-fraud tests upsetting some customers and essentially what's happening is people are having a hard time um being able to watch a particular movie in this particular instance um there was a twitter user that was having trouble um purchasing a ticket to see red sparrow and when they basically sent a tweet to movie pass saying like what the fuck like why is my movie pass working it was basically pointed out that there's always not going to be enough inventory for everybody to see the movie that they want which essentially translates into hey uh you know we're gonna not allow um our users to not see whatever they want and we're gonna at some level be you know directing people to what you know, we want them to see to a certain extent. I mean, cause if you're not allowing people like free reign to be basically watch whatever they want to watch, I mean, on some level, you know, you're putting limits on it you're basically directing traffic to yeah. me. Right. So, I mean, and then there were some other issues that came up where, uh, and this was supposed to be some sort of anti-fraud thing where, um, some users are basically being required to send in photos of their ticket stubs um, when they use their card um, in order to prevent abuse. And then uh, MoviePass uh, said that there were multiple methods by which individuals can abuse our service. So we're developing and testing a few different catch-all systems that will prevent against fraud. Um, the group we are testing this feature on has not done anything wrong but they will help us to determine if this new system is effective. So what's kind of annoying on top of it all is they're implementing these methods, not even on people that they necessarily suspect of doing anything wrong. They're just using you as like a test dummy and you don't know at like what point it's going to hit you with any of that stuff. I mean, like for a perfect example, um, it was probably about a month ago now, Amanda and I had actually gone to... Um, a local theater, and we were trying to watch a movie, and and what movie pass? And there was no update as far as I could tell, but we got signed out of our app, and I'm pretty certain that I was using my correct username and password, but it wasn't letting me sign in. And mm -hmm. Amanda was running into the same problem, and we tried multiple times to sign into our app, and it actually got to a point where it locked us out. They locked us out of our account for trying to sign into it so many times. And then this was even after we um, tried to reset the passwords. It then just, it said the password was wrong. It's like, ah, I just changed it. Yeah, we reset the passwords. We just reset them, and it still wouldn't let us sign on with a reset password. So then, of course, you know, when you show up to, you know, watch a movie with the movie pass for anybody that has one, you actually have to, like, show up to the movie and then try to get tickets to the movie. Like, it doesn't let you get the ticket ahead of time and then show up. Like, you just, you know, it's either there or it's not there. You know, it's either sold out or it's not sold out. Yeah. So you have to check in in a certain radius of the theater, and you know, like with your GPS in order to, you know, get these tickets. And so, like, if you're showing up, say, 15 minutes early or 20 minutes early for a movie and expecting it to work well like it's always done, 
but you show up and then all of a sudden you're kicked out of the app. You can't sign into the app. You reset the password, but it's still wrong. You get locked out of the app. And then, like, you know, there's no real-time kind of customer service, as far as I could tell, with MoviePass in order to get a hold of anybody. I couldn't find a number anywhere. I don't think they have any customer service at all. And so we ended up having to, you know, like, submit tickets. We had, we, eventually, we just had to pay for the fucking tickets, um, you know, out of pocket. And then we tried to submit something to MoviePass, and essentially we got emails back saying that they'd received what we'd sent them. But I never got an email. I got an email that said they received my complaint, and that was it. Like I they never didn't got actually do anything. And uh, I mean, there's people that said that they've had that issue um, occur, and that they were basically reimbursed. But like that didn't happen with us. And so, you know, that that kind of stuff I I think would be pretty frustrating to a moviegoer like like us. You know, like you're showing up and you know you're being hit with. Oh hey, you know, did you actually pay for your movie or whatever? I mean, it sounds like some of these things are maybe happening after the fact, but you know, I still, you know, I still think that, um, you know, that that can be kind of annoying, especially. Well, I don't really understand, like, why they're checking. Are you actually using it? Like, what people are saying they're going to the movies, but they aren't. Like, I don't. Right. I mean, I don't, I, don't I don't. I don't understand how people are abusing it either. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make much sense to me. Like, if you have a movie pass, I mean, are, are people just fucking? I mean, are people buying tickets just to? I mean, the only thing I can think of is like somebody is signing up for it to use it a bunch, but never actually use it because they're like trying to bankrupt movie pass, like. I mean, is that the motivation? Like, they don't, they want to see the app fail. So, like, a company that wants MoviePass to fail is creating a bunch of false accounts and, like, you know, oh, you know, purchasing movie tickets every single day because you can. And so that's causing MoviePass to pay for movies that a person's not actually seeing so that it's, like, you know, denting their bottom line really bad so that, mm. you know, maybe. Uh, you know, movie, th and let's say, and I mean, this is kind of getting into like super dirty tactics and it, it just kind of hit me as I'm talking. Um, but if you thought about it, you know, some of these stories, um, theaters weren't very happy about it, right? They weren't happy mm -hmm. about the service. I don't know why they wouldn't be because if, if me and you were paying less to see a movie, we're more inclined to buy concessions. I mean, I think since we've had the movie pass, we've probably bought concessions more than we ever have. I mean, we still sneak in food and stuff sometimes, but like we've bought stuff at concession far more using the movie pass, which yeah. I mean, that's where the movie theater really makes the money anyways, not from the ticket sales. But my thought is, is like maybe, you know, like Edwards cinemas or Pacific or whoever it is, you know, what if some of these companies are, you know, creating a bunch of dummy accounts and then, you know, they're going out and using, uh, you know, they're having people go out and use these cards every single day in order to basically hit movie passes bottom line so that they are losing money and they're not really gaining any good analytic information that they can use in terms of like figuring out like what moviegoers like. That's so why th they're stalking everybody. Yeah, we'll get into that. But like, you know, they're, you know, the whole purpose is of, I mean, because obviously they are losing money. Like anybody who signs up for this service knows that it's a good deal, you know, but on the back end, what people aren't really thinking about is that, you know, MoviePass is learning a lot about you as a consumer or moviegoer, what kind of movies you like, you know, your trends, what you do um, in terms of, you know, the movies you see and all that kind of stuff. In another article that I also saw on Yahoo, it was talking about the CEO who had basically admitted that, you know, people that travel to and from, that they're actually tracking moviegoers' movements prior to and after you go watch a movie to see what you do before and after. So, like, for us, you know, it'll show us going to a fucking store to buy candy and soda before we go to the movie theater and then, like, you know, going to eat at a restaurant afterward. Because that's like our typical MO, you know, but it wants to know what, you know, what these people are doing. 
I mean, and it makes sense for them to want that kind of information because then they can say, hey, you know, maybe we'll offer you something where you can go to this restaurant after you go to the movies because this restaurant's a sponsor of Movie Pass. Well, they're saying they only want it because they want to just they want to know what kind of movies you're seeing. Well, how does you knowing that I'm going to my parents' house to pick up my kids after I go see a movie gonna help you decide what kind of movie I'm gonna see? Or that I'm going to a CVS before to go buy some candy. How is that helping you? That's not helping you. You can decide what kind of movies I'm going to watch by looking at what kind of movies I'm checking into with your dumb service. Right. And like I said, I mean, I think part of it is a trade-off because I think people are just thinking, oh, okay, well, if they just figure out what my taste in movies is, that's cool. And that's all they think they're signing up for. But I mean, I think if people were to really look into the, you know, the fine print of what it is you're agreeing to, you're probably agreeing a little bit more than you realize. Because I think that some of why they want this information is so that they can start like partnering up with a certain store. Oh, hey, you know, go to CVS instead of Walgreens for any of your needs. You know, go to go to these two rest. You know, go to the Hungry Hunter and Tahoe Joe's after you go to the movies if you like to go to restaurants because you know they'll hook you up with you know a two for one special for your special movie date night. You know what I mean? So like, I think it's helpful for them to maybe package and partner with certain groups because if they can say that they can direct your traffic, then that makes the information they're gaining more valuable and it adds more value to their service. Like, for instance, with the Red Sparrow thing, somebody couldn't go see Red Sparrow when they wanted to. You know, if they're telling a a production company, hey, you know, if you're not going to partner with us or whatever, then we're going to make sure that people that use our movie pass aren't going to use the movie pass to watch your movie. We're going to, you know, our movie pass customers are going to go watch Sony movies and Paramount movies because, you know, they're friendly towards our business. You know what I mean? Like, it, it to me, it makes sense from a business perspective, but at the same they time, kind of I feel like... They do that with their emails. Like, oh, here's this sappy, stupid movie that's coming out this weekend. Go use, use your movie pass to go see it. Like, don't well, you see, get but those that's emails? that's a promo, though. Yeah, but that's a promo. The promo doesn't do shit, right? But... Like, what they're doing with, like, figuring out where you go and what you do afterward, like, they could quite literally drive you or help you make a decision to do something. Because, like, let's say in normal circumstances, if we went to the movie theater, we're like, yeah, we're going to go to the Chinese food restaurant that's right there because it's right there. And, right, and we're going to pay, like, you know, say 20 bucks to, you know, pay full price for the Chinese food. But what if MoviePass says, oh, hey, if you go to this... um burger joint down the street um you know and if because you used your your movie pass holder if you go to this burger joint and show them your ticket stub um you know you get like 25 percent off or something like that somebody might be like oh fuck it i'm gonna try that burger joint because i'm getting 25 percent off you know so then all of a sudden movie pass is able to show that burger joint hey you know, there's value in being associated with us because we're driving our customers to your business. So, like, I get it, but I think, you know, it's just some of the shit that they're doing. I don't think a lot of people realized what kind of information they were signing up to give away. You know, like, because when me and you signed up, we were just under the impression that it was just going to be for movies only. And then you find out that the, it's the movements before and after. Well, it pretty much says... Only when you're checking in, so I'm not sure when they slid in the whole before and after deal. It's like, please don't track me. Or remember how people um, got super upset when I think was it Uber or was it Lyft that like they they were tracking people, um, say six or seven minutes like after they take an Uber mm-hmm. just to see where they went. How you know how people fucking got like super pissed about it? Yeah, and you're like, oh, where's the outrage for that? But you know, people are just like, eh, I'm not so outraged because. People were paying $9 to watch unlimited movies for the month. And people were like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, think about the kind of shit people put on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook constantly. And, like, that doesn't give them anything, right? So, I mean, people can learn from a person just through their open social media accounts. So, like, I mean, what are you really giving away? I think it's people are choosing to put that out there as opposed to someone just just fucking slipping it in. Is already doing it, you know, like they're being sneaky about it. Like, I can say hey, I'm watching this movie on Twitter if I want to, or hey, I'm eating at this place because I'm choosing to let you know that I'm doing that. I don't have a company that's sitting there, you know, 
Fucking stalking you? Yeah, tracking my movements and being like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Just keep on creeping. It's like when Facebook had the access to everyone's microphones in the messenger and everyone was like, uh, Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. No, you don't have the right to do that. Like, please shut that down. Well, and I almost wonder if they're doing it because, like, MoviePass is kind of, like, by themselves right now. Um, I actually did see a Facebook um, advertisement recently for a different company that was advertising a similar service to MoviePass, uh, you know, basically competing with them. And And what I noticed is that it was slightly more expensive. I want to say it was like $10 a month, and there is a cap that was two movie tickets per month. But the difference is is that the two movie tickets per month that you're given, um, they're for any movie, any format. So if you want to go see an IMAX 3D movie, you can watch an IMAX 3D movie. That's a, you know, I mean, here in town, it's maybe like a $25 ticket. I mean, in LA, that's probably a lot more. But, um, you know, any format, that doesn't matter what kind of format it is, whether it's IMAX or not, two movie tickets of your choice. And so, I mean, I think that's a pretty good deal because, I mean, there's certain movies that we do like to see in IMAX and in 3D. And so, you know, we can't use the movie pass for that because the movie pass doesn't, you know, work for, you know, 3D movies, doesn't work for IMAX movies. It just works for regular showings. So sometimes, I mean, even though we have the movie pass, we're still paying for the IMAX movie. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, I mean, I wouldn't quite say that we go to the movies enough to say have a movie pass and one of those other passes too, to have like the two tickets and then like, you know, the all access or whatever. That'd be a little much. Because then you're not really saving money if you're constantly, you know, spending like 50 bucks a month. But but still, you know, I think that uh, MoviePass is really going to have to assess what it is, you know, they're doing as far as like pissing customers off goes. Because, you know, you got these other companies that are kind of stepping into the game to try to, you know, maybe siphon off some of their customers. Mm-hmm. And as there's more options that come, you know, people might start bailing on MoviePass if they're going to basically fucking swindle their customers or you know change their you know terms of service uh you know in some sort of like shadowy fucking way you know you're only finding out about it because like somebody breaks an article on fucking yahoo of all places it's funny like you know yahoo sometimes like all their stories you're just like super clickbait and garbage like yeah fucking garbage and every once in a while there's like one that actually has some information that's worth a damn but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you can decide whether or not, you know, it's worth keeping MoviePass or not. I mean, personally, I kind of think it is, and it does piss me off. But at the same time, like, we watch a shit ton of movies. and It's like, paid off for us so far. Yeah, I mean, we've saved a fuck ton of money. And so, realistically, I'm not mad enough to basically cancel it. I mean, if they started, like, basically, I don't know. I mean, if I found out they were, like, selling our shit to, like, third parties, and then we started getting, like, fucking you know, shit tons of phone calls on, like, our personal cell phones and stuff like that, then I'd be, like, fucking pissed in joining whatever class action lawsuit would follow. Um, But uh, we'll move on from MoviePass, and we're going to move on to Amazon, and we're kind of, like, you know, bashing on some of these big companies. But, uh, you know, this uh, next article um, is also from Yahoo, and uh, this one has to do with Amazon um, and whether or not it's being complicit in um, allowing counterfeiters to seemingly offer their products without any sort of, um, I mean, I guess enforcement from Amazon or just they're not like basically Amazon's not doing enough is like what I got from the article. People are upset that, um, you know, there's owners or companies you know, maybe even small businesses that own a patent to a certain thing that they've invented or what have you, and they're selling it on Amazon as is a marketplace seller. Now, the problem is, is that, you know, they're selling this product, but, you know, a Chinese company is basically purchasing their product, reverse engineering it, and then basically making a shit ton of cheap copies that look just like their product and they're undercutting the you know the the actual company that's selling the legitimately good product you know so but then you know somebody like amanda or i are looking around and we might not be familiar with the product to know like which one's the og we just know that this other one that looks just like it 
costs half. So, you know, that's a driving force in a lot of why people buy what they buy and they buy the one that costs half, but then they think the fucking thing's garbage because it breaks after the second use. Well, I mean, they do that with even bigger, like bigger items. I, you know, one year that kind of happened to my parents at Christmas time. They were buying presents for all the kids because I have a ton of nieces and nephews and, you know, my own kids as well. And my parents did the majority of the Christmas shopping on Amazon. And, you know, they thought, you know, they were looking for everything that all the kids wanted. And the packages started coming in. And then oh, they realized I remember that. that more than a few were starting to roll in from China and they weren't quite... Like some of the some of the plushies, right? Mm-hmm. They bought plushies. I think they were supposed to be like Super Mario Brothers themed and all this kind of stuff. And so some of these things were supposed to be like you know Nintendo licensed like plushies or you know whoever the um uh you know whoever the I mean what's the word I'm looking for like in terms of like when they're allowing the licensee like the the person they're allowing to make the product. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you know, basically the Whoever person that holds the license to, like, make the product for the company, they thought that they were buying the legitimate product, except when they actually got the packages, yeah, mm-hmm. they were coming from China, they were obviously knockoffs, like, the yeah. material was shitty, This the stitching was crap, like, it was just, it was pretty disappointing, you know, the kids are just, like, expecting, you know, to be able to open their presents and play with them, and then you're having to, like, basically keep them in their shitty little bags, because you have to return these, you know, pieces of crap to get your money back, and... You know, it's always slow to get your money back and get refunds and all that. And it it was hard because, you know, they were like, you know, trying to fight, you know, oh, well, the item was, you know, was it not as described? Why are you fighting it? Well, can you prove that it's counterfeit? Like, you know, it was, you know, yeah, kind it was of a, big a battle. Deal. And, you know, it was a downer because it was Christmas. It was a lot of Christmas presents. And, you know, that's a lot of money that my parents had to pay and... I had to do that with eBay I mean, recently. I I thought I was um, buying a a discounted version that was just on sale for a particular software, uh, for a particular program. I believe it was like a it was a video editor program. I don't remember what it was called, um, but it it was at Best Buy, and I want to say it was like seventy bucks on sale. And then I found it on I think it was it, it might have been eBay. I think it was eBay that I found it on, and it was. No, it wasn't eBay. I'm sorry. I thought it was Amazon. It was it was Amazon, and it was supposed to be like forty bucks. It was like forty five. I'm like, holy shit! And it's the same one, right? So I purchased the product because they're using like the same stock photos that like Best Buy uses or whatever. So you're assuming it's mm-hmm. the same product and the same the same fucking serial numbers and all that stuff. So I place the order. I get the item like a week later, and I open it up, and it's obviously something where somebody had taken the plastic packaging had, you know, basically photocopied, you know, the original product, you know, back. And um, they, you could tell it was a commercial um, quality disc. You know, there's like clearly a difference between like a commercial quality disc and a, and a, um, like a, like a private, like a disc, you know, just for mass production. So, you know, I'm looking at the bottom of this disc that's like a consumer type disc and it's like, you know, that purple, bluish looking hue. Whereas like if it was a commercial disc, like it's got like that silvery looking bottom, yeah. you know, and it was, it was obviously made like it was a burned copy and it actually provided instructions on like, okay, once you install the DVD on your computer, you need to open up this other file that's on the disc and then drag and drop it and then, you know, change this code. You know, it's telling you how to like mm-hmm. install the like the the like the key generator in order to you know fucking like override the the um you know the code so that it doesn't like notify the company that you're operating like a fucking bootleg version and so I'm just I mean that that kind of shit's like super commonplace on Amazon and so I mean, it's getting like more and more crazy, like ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy as shit. Like I don't know how many times I have to like double and triple check what it is I'm ordering now because. You know, like you'll see, you'll see something where like somebody's selling condor, but then like somebody's selling something that's like condor or something else, you know, and it's selling something that looks like condor, mm-hmm. but it's not really fucking condor. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and it's a pain, you know, because then you got to like, you know, look into the seller to see where the item's coming from, 
Because, you know, sometimes it'll just say that it's going to, it's not going to get there in the prime two days, but it'll get there in like a week. And you yeah. find out that they're just doing like fast shipping from somewhere, you know, it's, that's not domestic. Um, yeah, it's just, it's like super frustrating. I mean, I know how, like I would feel if I was a, a business owner, you know, I created, you know, something I thought was like super fucking awesome. And I thought I was going to be able to make a good amount of money off of it, make a legitimate business out of it. And then you can't because you're dealing with so many fucking counterfeiters that as fast as you can report them to Amazon, even if Amazon is taking some sort of action that they're just creating another account and still selling your products. Yeah. And you're not able to make any money. I don't know what Amazon can do specifically to fix that problem. But I mean, I do think on some level they need to maybe have more people dealing with it so that it kind of cleans up the amount of, you know, people pushing bullshit on their website because i mean ultimately yeah people want a low-cost product but people don't want to have a low-cost a low-cost product that like you know breaks instantly so and and the thing that sucks too is i mean how easy it how easy is it for somebody to kind of decide they're never going to get that product again you know like if they don't know that it's a counterfeit and they think it's like a legitimate product they buy it and then it breaks. They're not going to go like, oh, well, I'm going to find one that looks like that that is maybe a little bit better. They're just going to be like, fuck that product, you know, yeah. and go to something else. So then, you know, they've ruined any business that this other person who who is selling legitimate product has that actually making any money. So I don't know. I don't know what they can do really. I mean, I, maybe they're not being complicit, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, the thing is, is like Amazon, you know. Does it really hurt them if there's, you know, counterfeiters on their site? I mean, I don't think so. You know, I mean, I mean, I think it would in terms of, you know, them being able to keep um, legitimate businesses on there to a certain extent. But I mean, I think eventually people would are going to stop wanting to buy from them if everything they get is garbage. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll take some time, but if they keep flooding their own marketplace with, you know, crap vendors, eventually people are going to want to go somewhere else. And by that time, someone else is going to open a marketplace where they can start going, you know. I mean, is Amazon too big for that for them to be affected by that, though? You think? I don't think so. I think eventually everyone can get hurt in some way in their business. I mean. Right. Even if it's only like a couple of percentage points, that still equals a lot of money when you're talking about what Amazon's bottom line is. Well, it's just like you have to be careful now when you shop on Walmart online because they let other people, Ugh, yeah, you know, know, sell on there. You have to watch it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I've had that same, even on fucking Target, like some of the sellers, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So you just have to be really careful. I think people will pay attention and be like, oh, maybe that's not such a good idea. Maybe we should cut back. Yeah, definitely check twice and like compare a bunch of other. I mean, if if you go to Walmart and Amazon and Target and like whatever other comparable company like for that product you're trying to buy and then it's like $25 or $30 less on like some other site that you're about to buy it off of, chances are it's probably not legit. Like it I mean, maybe, you know, the, the thing is like, you know, the saying it's if it's too good to be true, it probably is. But, I mean, in some cases, maybe you do come away because you, you have a 20% off promo code or something like that, which is different. But, like, you know, just something on its face for retail being, like, $30 less than somewhere else or, you know, then you're probably looking at a fucking counterfeit. I mean, eventually, I think people will get to the point where they'll just start going back directly to the companies if... These going other... back to the brick-and-mortar stores where they know they can actually hold the physical product? Well, no, but, I mean... If you are looking online, you know, like at Amazon for New Balance shoes and, you know, people are starting to be crap, well, just go to the New Balance site and buy off there. At least you know where they're coming from. You don't have to worry about thinking you're buying a pair of New Balance shoes and then you're getting, like, new blahs when they come to your door, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, New Balance. And there's probably a lot of people looking for them New Balance shoes. Everybody's like, Everybody's like, I want that. I want that nice pair of Sacconis. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so, I guess we'll stop uh, talking shit about Amazon. We'll move on to uh, this uh, story that we saw on MTV News. And this one is 
mm, a couple days old now, but it's uh, basically confirming that Kristen Wiig is going to be the bad guy um, in Ooh. Wonder Woman 2. <laughs> she's going to be playing Cheetah. She's going to ruin the movie. That's what she's going to do. Well, and so it's basically movie saying ruiner. that, uh, you know, that, that Cheetah is kind of not very like a comical character and like more of a serious character. But, you know, the story is basically pointing out that, you know, Kristen Wiig has a little bit of range and she's done some more serious movies. But and she that, doesn't really do serious characters well. I've seen some of those serious movies. She needs to stick to comedy. Well, um, I mean, they've... Uh, I mean, they're, they're going with her. I mean, it's already been confirmed on Twitter from Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot that Kristen's in this shit. So, I mean, I guess... Movie ruiner. Yeah, I'm just kind of... Ghostbuster. I'm not, I'm not really seeing her as like, a, like an evil catwoman, per se. Like somebody that's the... Um, one of the more challenging... Uh, supervillains that can rival the likes of Wonder Woman. I just, I don't see it. Um, I mean, if you were going to cast somebody to be like a a, a supervillain for Wonder Woman, hmm. I mean, who, I mean, who would you think before you think of Kristen Wiig? Hmm, that's a tough one. So you're telling me that you don't think she should do it, but you don't know a better person? I don't think she should do it. You know who would be good but couldn't because she already put herself into a franchise. But Emma Stone could be good because she can be evil. She kind of has like that. She has that look? Yeah. But, I mean, she was Gwen Stacy, so that would never work out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who else, but not Kristen Wiig. She's, I mean, she, uh. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't think she's that horrible. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's a horrible actress. I just, she's not I don't a bad see her guy. as like a, yeah, I don't see her as like a bad person. I mean, obviously if she can pull this off, then, you know, great. Because maybe this is going to qualify her for other roles if she can show that she can actually do this. You know, it'll kind of take her out of, you know, the, the, types of movies that she's so used to doing, you know, that maybe it kind of opens up, uh, you know, more roles for her down the line. But I just, uh, Oh, you know who else could be good? Who? She was in, um, she was in Bridesmaids with her. The one that was the best, the one that was trying to steal her best friend. Oh yeah. The snooty one. What the hell is her name? I'm all, I'm all like thinking of the name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. She was, uh, now that could be a good one. Yeah, she, what's her name? We're going to find out right now. I'm actually going to IMDb as we speak because it's one of those things where I'm going to be like, all right, it's on the tip of my tongue, and then we're going to be like, you know, bouncing it back and forth. I think her name is Rose. Let me see here. Where is she? She played Helen. Helen. Yeah, you know, I hate when IMDb like does this shit like in order of appearance. Like anybody gives a fuck about like the shopkeeper lady <laughs> or any of that shit. Helen was Rose Byron. Yay. So, no, yeah, I could totally see her doing it. You know, if, uh, I almost feel like, um, God damn it, what's her name? Who was the chicken bad moms who was the bitchy PTA lady, the blonde one? Was it Christina Applegate? Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of see her, like, like, I feel like she has a similar look to Kristen Wiig to a certain extent. Looks as young, but could be that, like, evil person. Like, that convincing evil person. Maybe. But you know what? People are probably listening to that right now, and they're like, fuck Christina Applegate, seriously? She's fucking old. She has no range either. <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, Kristen Wiig's going to be way better. Yeah, but, maybe. I'm not Kristen Wiig, though. Yeah, I know. I just kind of saw that, and I was kind of like, mm. I don't know, man. I I, I kind of I'm kind of wondering who else they cast. Like, you know, who else was there that <laughs> she came out on top? Because I'm I'm wondering one of two things: were there not a lot of people who are trying to get the cheetah role? Which I think that's probably not the case. 
And two, um, like, how good was she, like, in the, uh, in the audition? Or a third is somebody just wanted her and then was kind of, like, focused on her being that person and kind of, like, overlooked other people. I think somebody probably wanted her. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. I, I really hope that she's good. Because the first Wonder Woman, holy shit, right? That was a that was like not even just a good suit like a DC superhero movie. Like that was just an all out good superhero movie. Period. Right. Whether it was DC or Marvel, and so um, it's gonna be really disappointing if you you know you have like a, a bad cast that you know bad casting that kind of results in just like an overall poorly done movie that could have been good if the right people were in the right spots. And then, you know, it kind of drags down the franchise, you know. They from, have a lot to live up to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be really hard, I think, to to do that. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're trying to, like, you know. If they're trying to stick humor into it. <laughs> yeah. If they if they try to make it funny, like, it's going to be fucking garbage. Garbage. It's going to be anyway because they picked the wrong person to be a villain. Oh, geez. You're going to go in there, like, completely closed-minded, huh? And be like, this movie's shit. I'll try to have an open mind. Yeah, I can see her face already. She's saying open mind, and she's like <laughs> making a squinty face at me. It's funny. Um, so, okay. Yeah, anyways, we'll move on. And, and this uh, this kind of stays on the topic of, uh, of DC. And um, this story came from uh, uprox.com. And it had to do with um, a conversation that they had with the kick-ass creator Mark Miller and his assessment of why uh, Marvel is doing so much better than DC. And I'll kind of just get to his statement, which I'll try to read as uh, quickly as I can. And so uh, he basically says, um, I think it's real simple. The characters aren't cinematic. And I say this as a massive DC fan who uh, much prefers their characters to Marvel's. Um, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are some of my favorites, but I think these characters, with the exception of Batman, they aren't based around their secret identity. They are based around their superpower, whereas Marvel characters tend to be based around the personality of Mart, of Matt Murdock or Peter Parker or the individual X-Men. It's all about the character. DC, outside of Batman, is not about the character with Batman. You can understand him and you can worry about him. But someone like Green Lantern, he has this thing that allows him to create 3D physical manifestations and green plasma with thoughts in his head, but he's allergic to the color yellow. How do you make a movie with that? In 1952, that made perfect sense, but now the audience have no idea what that's all about. People will slam me for this, but I think the evidence is there. We've seen great directors, great writers, and great actors, tons of money thrown at them, but these films aren't working, and I think they are all too far away from when they were created, something feels a little bit old about them. Kids look at these characters and they don't feel that cool. Even Superman, I love Superman, but he belongs to an America that doesn't exist anymore. He represents 20th century America, and I think he peaked then. So, I mean, on his assessment, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with him to a certain degree. And the reason is, is because like with Batman... With Batman, there's always a question of, like, what if, right? Like, you know, he's a fucking person. Like, I mean, he's got a lot of money and he's got a lot of skill. But at the end of the day, like, some of the um, villains that he goes up against, you're like, mm, you know, maybe he could lose. Like, maybe he could, you know, get his ass kicked because, it, you know, he's human. And, you know, he's only capable of so much but you know he is that great that he manages to overcome you know from sheer will you know his expensive gadgets and you know his intelligence and you know his unlimited supply of you know money and all this other stuff that kind of comes into play but like there's you know he's got this secret identity and like he's juggling these two lives you know so like you there's an emotional investment in his character whereas like with superman like, depending on who he's fighting, you're kind of like, the fuck was that? That was loud. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that was 
you know, with Superman, you're kind of you're kind of asking yourself like, okay, like what what could possibly happen to Superman outside of somebody bringing in some kryptonite? Like, not a whole lot, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, if Superman gets brought into the equation, there's not a heck of a lot that's really going to be able to defeat him. So you, I mean, he's cool because he can do so much, but at the same time, I mean, they really have to try to, you know, stack the odds against him, but he always comes out on top. And same with Wonder Woman. Like, Wonder Woman, you know, she has about the same, like, equivalent abilities of Superman. She's a fucking god. You know, so, like, how do you make a very compelling, dramatic comic or, you know, a story with that? With Wonder Woman, obviously, in the, you know, in this last movie, you know, they did a really good job, you know, because she's, like, pooped right in the middle of, like, World mm-hmm. War Two, You know, but still... You know, her her opponent had to be another god. It had yeah. to be Ares, the god of war. You know, so it's like, if there's not that strong of a character for characters like them, like, where's the risk? You know, Green Lantern, he's allergic to yellow, but otherwise he's, like, incredibly powerful. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's kind of silly. You know, I mean... And the Green Lantern that we know we remember with Ryan Reynolds, I mean, it was a shitty movie, um, you know, but there's there's scenes, you know, where you see that, you know, somebody from the Green Lantern Corps, despite their powers, you know, gets killed just because they get overwhelmed. So, I mean, they're not all, all powerful per se, but they have a shit ton of power, you know, from the ring. Um, you know, but then, like, on the other side, you have characters in Marvel where... They only have, like, a couple of abilities. You know, like Wolverine, you know, he has a super healing ability and, like, his skeleton is made of metal. But, like, you know, somebody like Magneto that controls all metal could could fucking kill Wolverine. Like, if he wanted to, he could probably just rip his ass apart. Right. You know, and you have somebody like Cyclops that's, like, he's got leadership skills and he can shoot fucking laser beams from his eyes. You know, and he's got some athleticism. You know, you have Gambit, like, he can, you know, power inanimate objects and and throw them and blow shit up. And he's, like, pretty good hand-to-hand combat and some other stuff. Like, these Marvel characters have very unique traits, but they also have vulnerabilities that, you know, that also kind of focus on, like, their back history and story that I think just generate a little bit more emotional investment in the character. And as to whether or not they're going to triumph or, you know, fail. Whereas I think with some DC characters, you're kind of like, hmm, yeah, motherfucker's going to come out on top, <laughs> right? Yeah, I I can see that. I mean, I think... Yeah, I think Superman and them were kind of, you know, built to give people hope kind of back then, like, you know, just to be uplifting. So, of course, they're always going to come out on top because... Well, in a little bit of nationalism, red, white, and blue. Well, yeah. Superman, Wonder Woman, all those kind of characters. Well, I guess the same could be said for Captain America. True. But again, Marvel and their thinking with Captain America was that he was superhuman and he could heal to a certain extent, but, like... He was still extremely capable just having this, you know, kind of indestructible shield and a lot of know-how and, you know, get-her-done attitude. You know I mean? Because comparatively speaking, you know, when you're looking at some of these other heroes, I mean, he's a couple of, he's maybe like two steps above fucking Black Widow or Hawkeye, you know, realistically speaking, you know, (laughs) but... But the thing is, is he's got good leadership qualities. He's got a good attitude. Um, you know, everything he did, like, during the war, you know, with just having, you know, the superhuman ability, a little bit of healing regeneration, and a fucking shield. Like, he managed to do everything he did with that, you know, yeah. as opposed to somebody like Iron Man, who's got a goddamn... You know, flying suit that shoots laser beams and nuclear bombs and shit. Like, you know, That's true. you know, so like, but, but even, but even Tony Stark, 
you know, in in the Marvel universe. I mean, what if he was to come into contact with, um, you know, like the X Men universe again? Magneto controls metal. Iron Man flies into that, fucking just rips his shit apart. You know, I mean, so like he has vulnerabilities in those universes. I mean, plus he he had to create a huger, yeah, a huger, <laughs> bigliest, <laughs> the bigliest fucking suit in the world. You know, he had to create a fucking massive suit though, like to fight the Incredible Hulk, right? And he had the Hulkbuster suit because even his fucking powerful suit wasn't enough to like rival Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk's a fucking beast, and even with the Hulkbuster suit, like he was still getting smashed on. I mean, Batman's kind of the same way. Like, I mean, Batman and Tony Stark or Batman and Iron Man, to me, are the same. Like They're incredibly similar, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, they went different with their... I mean, obviously, I think, to me, it's like, you know, Iron Man, yeah. I mean, he's incredibly smart, and he has unlimited fucking funds, and he knows how to, you know engineer and like do all these electronics and stuff i mean he's he's a fucking genius i mean no doubt about it he's a genius and he can do all these things i think batman is more set like in realism you know like he's a billionaire he's a playboy he's a philanthropist (laughs) he's also a superhero that has all these uncanny abilities and at the end of the day he is incredibly smart more so than your average person for sure. You could even say that maybe he's on the low threshold of like a genius, but not like Einstein level genius like Tony Stark is. You know? Yeah. I mean and you know, but still enough that, you know, with the R and D from the company and his, you know, his ability to get these toys made, you know, they're some of his ideas and stuff like that, but he has some help. You know, and so I think he's kind of more set in reality of like where you could realistically say like, okay, somebody could probably be Batman. Like if somebody was, you know, a martial artist and all this stuff and had unlimited funds and all of these things, like you could see it. Whereas like somebody being a Tony Stark, you're kind of like, mm. they'd have to have that heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and then the whole thing was, it was out of necessity, you know, so he didn't die. I you know, know, and that's how he just kind of stumbled into it. But yeah, no, it, it's it's uh, it just seemed like yeah, like Marvel shit's like based more in reality, and you know, there's a lot more risk involved in the characters. You know, that create these emotional attachments to those characters, and you know, with DC, it kind of that's lacking, which I think is the assessment that you know he's basically drawing from. Um, you know, his conclusion, which makes sense, but it's not to take away from DC and that like the characters aren't cool. They are, but it's they're just not, not marketable. Well, and it's not to say if they couldn't find the right set of writers, if they really wanted to make movies off of these characters, that they still could. I mean, I just think at the end of the day, it's not there. It just isn't there. They're, they well, haven't found their team. I mean, they're getting better, mm-hmm. but it, it's never going to be a. It's never going to be a Marvel movie, and people really need to stop looking at it for that. Well, you know, and when you're prioritizing chasing the bucks instead of like creating quality stuff, you're going to run into that problem. I mean, Marvel's like was like ten years ahead of DC, and DC's like, holy shit, Marvel's on this fucking gravy train, right? We got to catch up to these guys. We got to have our Avengers movie. You know, we have to have all of these standalone movies first. And, you know, they were busting them out. Boom, 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 boom. But they were all bullshit. Like, they were all terrible. And, you know, when it comes right down to it, if they had just started planting the seeds early, making quality shit, and then eventually, you know, catching up to Marvel, they would probably have a way more successful uh, successful franchise, you know, as opposed to, like, well, let's hurry up and try to catch up to Marvel and then kind of like screw the pooch, you know, from the very get and then like have to redo half of the shit that they're putting out there because it's just not good material. Yeah, they should have planned better. They should have. I mean, that's been something that like everybody's been saying since this fucking whole shit started. Um, so, I mean, I guess we're not saying anything new, but I thought his take was interesting and in that, you know, like aside from Batman, that there's not a lot of. It's a little harder to to market those movies. I mean, but Gal Gadot's done a great job in Wonder Woman, and 
Uh, you know, I actually think the first Superman was actually pretty good. I think Henry Cavill did a really good job. He is a good in, Superman. In the first Superman. The other ones, not so much, but... I think he's going with what he's he's, he's given, He's doing though. what he's given. He's doing what he's given, yeah, it's for not sure. because he sucks. I think he's working with what he's got. No, clearly. I mean, yeah, the first one, he did great. The first, I thought it was a fucking good movie. Like, you know, it was really good um, as far as the origins went. And so, yeah, he just, uh, he's playing what he's dealt. And there's not much else you can do about that. Yeah. Shit. I mean, think about this. What's Aquaman going to be like? So, like, they cast a good Aquaman. But what's the Aquaman movie going to be like? Is it going to be all in the ocean? Or is he going to be a fucking uh, a god of water who's out in the city all the time, like, drawing on lakes and rivers for fucking power and shit? Like, you I know? don't think that movie's going to be good. Like, honestly, and that's, what I, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I that, really don't. And, and I'm saying, but that's what this is what, you know, fucking Mark Miller is saying is that, okay, fucking, he's a, Aquaman's a cool fucking character, right? And like, but he's a god in the ocean. But then, like, to make a movie, like, do you make the movie, like, all in the fucking ocean? And then, like, does anybody give a fuck if it's all in the ocean? But then, if he's, like, in the city, like, why the fuck is he in the city? He's fucking Aquaman. You know what I mean? Like, like, to me, it just makes me think of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, to me, he's a, he's a buddy. He's a buddy movie. He's a sidekick. He's, he's not a standalone. But, like, he's Aquaman's too powerful to be sidekick, though. Like, he's even too powerful to even be, you know, relegated to, like, buddy movie. But, I mean, realistically, this is what he's talking about as far as, like, marketable movies go. That it's probably not going to be a, a hugely successful movie. Now, I would love to be wrong. Like, I really would. But I don't think I am. I think people will see it because of who Aquaman is. Yep. The movie's gonna blow though. <laughs> it is because, yeah. like I said, his his character is a buddy movie. They didn't give him enough in Justice League to establish any reason to go see a standalone. Yeah. They messed it up. I mean, they've got these characters, and they messed it up. They tried and they messed it up. <laughs> Amanda's getting all fucking like she's getting all like original Planet of the Apes Charlton Heston she's all they blew it up they blew it up they just haven't found it yet if they would stop trying to be Marvel and just went their own way I think they would do a lot better yeah they just need to quit trying to be Marvel it's not gonna work we know they need to go away from it speaking of Marvel um there's this uh story that was on MTV News and it had to do with uh, Marvel bosses being intrigued by the Black Panthers. I think her name is pronounced Okoy, getting her own trilogy of movies. And so she um, is basically the character that you know is like kind of led all the forces in uh, Wakanda in in Black Panther. Like she's the general, you know, and so. She leads the Wakandan forces. Uh, I guess, you know, they're mulling the idea of, you know, maybe her getting some sort of spinoff movie. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, um, that character is actually played by Danae Gloria, who is Michonne on The Walking Dead. Um, but, and okay, so we've both seen Black Panther. We never did a movie review on it because we're like, what's the point? Like, the fucking movie's incredibly popular. Like, everybody's going to see it. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. So, but like, we saw the movie and she did well. You know, good. I mean, it was like, I mean, the movie was great. Amazing. Um, you know, we agree with everybody. The movie was fucking, you know, incredibly it was worth good. It. it was worth it. We would go see it again. Um, you know, and I don't really have any serious critiques for any of the characters i felt like everybody did a fantastic job there should have been more michael b jordan without his shirt on <laughs> michael b jordan was incredibly good and actually <laughs> the thing is and, and you know what actually you bring up um to make a point on that and i really thought they would have kept his character his whatever. character was too good to be killed yeah i really thought me. he was gonna be around a lot longer to me if they're gonna make a spinoff movie of any of the characters in there, it, it needs, needs to be, be uh, it needs to be fucking Killmonger, origin story of how he became Killmonger. That's the fucking movie that people would want, would want to see. His mm -hmm. character was incredibly powerful, and he makes sense. 
You know, like for why he's doing what he's doing, like even though he's the bad guy. Yeah. Like everything he's saying and doing makes sense. And so I thought his character was incredibly compelling. And I definitely thought that they would keep him around. I mean, you never really like see him like die die. Plus like the Wakandans have like all these fucking special abilities. So like maybe, maybe they're like, okay, Michael B. Jordan's like too good to kill off. And then like somehow, you know, like he fucking survives or they save him or whatever. But, um, you know, aside from something like that, you know, it's pretty certain that he's dead. But like at a minimum, spinoff movie needs to be with Michael B. Jordan in a Killmonger prequel. I don't, I mean, as much as I like, um, I was going to call him Michonne, but <laughs> it is, as much as I like the character um, that uh, my butt hurts in this chair. That's, that's played by uh, Danny Guaria, I just don't, I don't think it's worthy of not a spinoff. Not of a trilogy. Not me, well, not, definitely, like under no circumstances a trilogy, but I mean, I don't even think it's a good enough movie to be a spinoff, like. There's no powers involved. I mean... Like, I, I don't want to be super, like, racist or politically incorrect, but I'm probably going to step on it right now. I really think they're looking at it to capitalize on the strong African female vibe because that's kind of a thing right now. Like, women, particularly women of color, is a really hot topic right now, like, and it should be. I mean, there are a lot of women that are not, rep, you know, recognized for their talent. And a lot of it's because they get passed up because, you know, their skin color, which is wrong. So don't get me wrong there. But if they're only going to do it to focus on it, just, you know, because it's ladies or whatever, they need to look at the bigger picture. There are other characters they could be making movies out of, I mean, she could still be in the other movies, or they can make one standalone, but a trilogy, I really don't think. Because, I mean, like, you know, their whole warriors were all females, and that right. was really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, you know, besides Wonder Woman and um, the island that she was on, I mean, mm-hmm. who else has that? Like, nobody. The Amazons, yeah. So that was really neat. You know, I mean, there are other ways to explore that topic. Well, you know, and just... For all these Marvel movies that are being made, um, you know, there's plenty of characters that were, you know, have been in several movies that you would already expected have maybe, maybe had some rumblings of like their own movies. Like, okay, Hawkeye. What the fuck's wrong with the Hawkeye movie? Black Widow. Black Widow. You know, Black Widow's been tossed around. And that was actually a story where it said that, you know, maybe Chris Evans had, you know, possibly confirmed that there's going to be a Black Widow movie, but. No, like he kind of mentions it, and so like, oh, is he confirming it? But it's like there's really nothing on the Disney schedule that says there's going to be a Black Widow movie. Yeah. And so without that, I mean, there's little no confirmation. I mean, tweets and you know mentions aren't good enough. But um, you know, I mean, if anybody was going to get a standalone movie as far as strong female characters go, I would say you'd have to go to Scarlett Johansson and her portrayal of Black Widow, because you kind of see some of her origin story and like how she came to be from other movies, but like. You know, you just kind of see her in a supporting role constantly. But, like, she's been a female character that's been involved in all the other movies, and you would just expect that the natural progression of, like, everybody else getting their standalone to be that, you know, she would get hers. But I mean, they've that's never happened. Freaking, what's her name? Captain Captain. They're doing Captain Marvel before, before with Brie her. Larson. It's like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's not that Captain Marvel isn't a good character to see, but why not Black Widow first? I mean, she's done it for, like, ever. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It just doesn't make sense. Like, there's other characters there, um, you know, that, that should be getting some sort of character development. Um, and I just don't think that that first character should be her. I mean, like, I completely agree with you. I think to a certain extent that they are trying to ride this popularity wave, um, you know, with, with Black Panther. And so it just makes sense to try to draw, you know, from these, uh, you know, characters in the movie. But, I mean, if if we're being realistic, as far as characters go, I just think the Killmonger is the better character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but maybe they don't want to do a prequel. And they'd rather do, you know, uh, you know a, a movie going forward with, you know, whatever happens with her in Wakanda or something like that, which 
But even then, it still wouldn't really, to me, that wouldn't make sense because he's still going forward in the timeline. I mean, as far as the Infinity War and then whatever comes after. So, I mean, if they were going to do that, I mean, her timeline would have to run parallel to what he's running unless they were going to go and take it back. Well, in, in which all they these could movies, do with Killmonger. well, in all these movies, like they have to do with like people with super abilities, right? And so the the people that haven't gotten movies are people without super abilities. So Hawkeye didn't really have any like superpowers. I mean, he's definitely a good marksman, but he doesn't have his own movie. Black Widow doesn't have her own. Like she's good in her own right, but she doesn't have actual powers. Right. And so you know, she would be not only, um, I think, like the would be the first leading black female in a marvel movie but on top of that she would also be the first one without any like significant power other than like you know she's just a badass in her own right but and i mean there could be a lot to to go on you know for what happens with wakanda you know because now they're opening themselves up to the world you know so i'm sure there's going to be a lot of conflict people trying to steal from wakanda all the all the resources they have and like how it's going to affect you know, their thriving city. And so she's, she would have her work cut out for her if there was this movie that was going to occur. But again, it's more of like, you well, know, a basic action movie as opposed to like a superhero movie that fits in the mold with all the rest of the Marvel movies. And then in, the nerd in me would say, why not give it to the sister who's developing all the technology? The tech girl? Right. Yeah, the, the the people that, you know, because in all of these online everything. stories are saying that, like, she's, like, the most significant Disney princess now, right? And I agree with that, because look at everything that she did. I mean, she created incredible things, and... I loved her character, too. She's, like, so I happy-go-lucky and, like, super chill. Like, yeah, it was she was a good character. She was one... I mean... To me, she was one of the stars, easily, of the, of the whole movie. I mean, I'm... She wasn't in like a whole super lot, but her character was awesome. I thought. But do you think maybe she's being great. overlooked because her character isn't like she's necessarily a established, right? And because she's a scientist, like, where do you, how do you focus a movie around like a scientist that doesn't? Well, right, because if they're if they're looking to give, um, I was gonna say Michonne's character too, <laughs> the trilogy because she was the action. Yeah. And action tends to do better, then yeah, I think they might be overlooking her. But to me, if they're bigger picture, they want more diversity. They want these role models for these girls. Show the girl in the science lab who's creating. What the if structure. she's a? What if she's a strong supporting character next to Michelle? Fucking <laughs> Michonne's character, like I, then I could see maybe. But even still, like I'm kind of feel like it's a stretch. Well, to me, I think if they were going to give it, I don't know. I would almost say at that point they'd have to give a movie strictly to the ladies, you know, and put Chadwick Boseman and, and you know, into the background and give a movie just to the ladies you'd have, you'd of even, Wakanda. You'd even have to maybe even introduce Black Widow in there, too. No, give it just to the ladies of Wakanda, just so you could see everything that they're doing. I mean, I think even that would be a better... Black Widow can't even play a supporting role? Well, she would be there for I mean, I know she'd be there for the Infinity War, but... To help? Because, like, she doesn't want to get killed in the Infinity War? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's she going to do? Fucking bounce off a of Captain America shield and fucking shoot her Glocks? <laughs> She's going to bounce off something to Captain yeah. America about his shield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You naughty girl. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. Your scruffy I just, beard. <laughs> so who wants a who wants a beard ride? <laughs> I was gonna say mustache ride, but I mean, I guess it'd be Henry Cavill, right? And he's the one with the mustache, and he's be CGI'd off his lips. That's so gross. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's worthy of a of a standalone movie. But I mean, we'll wait. I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. I mean, you know, there's uh, you know, Black Panther is definitely. A critically huge success i think at this point what like like six all time or something like that was it like the most popular movie in the I mean, world it fucking right now sur it surpassed beauty and the beast and the thing is is like they already um they just released it in china and it's already made like 100 million in china that's a really good movie so i mean it's probably Amazing gonna movie. be i would say at a minimum it's gonna be top five all time probably even higher so i mean 
unquestionably successful, incredible movie, definitely worthy of spinoffs, but I don't know that their focus is in the right place with the right people, but we'll just wait and see. And I mean, just like with our objections to Kristen Wiig being cast as a supervillain for a Wonder Woman movie, maybe we'll be proved wrong twice in a row and people can go back to this (laughs) podcast and be like, you motherfuckers don't know what you're talking about. Which, hey, I, I'd rather have that than have, like, two garbage superhero movies. So, um, I want to uh, thank you all for listening to our um, 60, was it our 68th episode? Was that was that correct? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I Thanks. thought it was 78, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we can be in the future. We're going to be in the past. Ooh. So, uh, thanks for listening to episode 68. Um, Jesse with Amanda. Woohoo. Saying thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.